often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. All right. Hello, and welcome back to the Be Well, Sis podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Dunbar, and today is the first part of our holiday mini-series. And you're like, girl, what is that? Well, I am joined by Brittany, a Rebel Wellness Co., and we are going to be your holiday besties. I know for some of us, we love the holidays, our favorite time of the year, but for others, it might be really tumultuous. So we are going to be here as your besties, giving you these bonus episodes on Fridays throughout the holidays to help you navigate some of the ups and downs, especially the downs of the holidays. So thank you so much for joining. Brittany, how are you? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I am good. How are you? I am good. I am good. So today is the second part of our mini series, and we are talking about navigating complicated family dynamics, specifically the anxiety and stress that our families can bring. (laughs) Um, Mm. Yeah, so let's go ahead and just talk about it. Um, The one thing that I think people, especially in our culture, like in American culture, we get stressed out and hung up on how much we're spending on folks and um, just the expectation to like be like these and like these endless money pits to be able to like spend on everyone. And this year, especially, it's a little bit tight. But yeah, so let's talk about um, managing expectations. And I think for, I'll, I'll start with myself. Um, for me, I think the expectation isn't coming from other people. It's really coming from myself because people really aren't asking me for things. Um, I just feel like I want to show up a certain way and it may not necessarily be realistic um every year um yeah so for this year I was talking to myself and my therapist and I was just like you know I'm really not gonna do too much and I'm okay with that um honestly I'm keeping it really focused to just my kids um people who are my extended family and my my friends who I'm close with really know what's going on right and People who love you don't want you to do anything that can potentially hurt you. And that includes right. the finances, right? Um, so, yeah, what are your takes on on navigating that piece um, to those who might feel obligated to do above, to go above and beyond for their family and their friends around this time of year? Yeah, I definitely, uh, a lot of what you said resonates with me as well. I feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, when it comes to family and showing up for them in a certain way. Um, And I know especially like, so before I moved to Charlotte, um, me and my husband lived in like the Baltimore, Maryland area. And we had extended family all throughout that wanted us to come visit them (laughs) for the holidays. And so we literally had to kind of like put our heads together and say, okay, what, how are we going to navigate this? Because every year it's a lot to say, okay, we're going to my mom's house. Now we're going to your mom's house. Now we're going to your dad's house. Like, and not wanting to disappoint one family, not wanting to spend more time with one family than the other, or, you know, it it was just a lot. And so um, I think what we had to really do to get ahead of things is to set expectations, is to be able to go to each family member and say, hey, 
this is what we're dealing with. We love you all, but we also have to manage, you know, how we're going to navigate this. And so, you know, we're, we're definitely going to come to your house at this time from this time. But at this time, we're going to have to leave and go to the next person's house and so on and so forth. So that way, no one feels like, you know, we're trying to leave or sneak away to get to the next person or, or, you know, not wanting to spend time with the other person. And I'll say now that we are in um, Charlotte, you know, we don't, it's a different stress of, are we going to go back home for the holidays or are we going to stay here? Um, so I'll say there's still pressures that come along with it um, that I still deal with and expectations that we're trying to figure out how to how to meet or what to do. But uh, in speaking with my therapist and just telling her how this year, you know, I just don't have the energy to to really make accommodations or to, I don't I don't even necessarily feel in the holiday spirit just yet. Like last week, it just it didn't occur to me until last week that Thanksgiving was this week. I hear you. <laughs> so. Yeah, so it really just was not something that was top of mind. And so my therapist really encouraged me to tell the people around me like what I need, like tell your tell your loved ones what you need. And so literally right after that appointment, I called my mom and I said, hey, I really am not feeling Thanksgiving right now. Like before I had all these plans of like, oh, I'm going to make all these different foods and, you know, do all this stuff, especially since my, my mother and grandmother just moved down here. But I was just like, I don't, I just don't have it in me. And I said, like, I want to spend time with you guys, but I don't know how much I can necessarily bring besides myself. Yeah, to the table. That's real. Um, yeah. And, and I will say surprisingly, but like, um, it was very relieving to have her just respond like, okay, done. I got you. Like, we'll handle it. You know, if you want to bring one thing, like uh, if you want to bring some stuffing, like feel free, but if not, Mm -hmm. we're good. Mm -hmm. And she encouraged me by saying, you know, we don't want you to feel bad. We don't want you to put any more stress on you, you know, than you already have. And I just had to thank her. I was like, thank you for being understanding. So I think the, the moral of the story is like, don't be afraid to ask for what you need. Don't be afraid to tell your family like what you're going through and, you know, they should understand. Yeah. And, and it, it goes back to people who love you, A, want to support you um, and B, don't want you to be hurting or to do anything to cause you any more stress, anxiety, what all those things. Right. Um, right. One of the things that have, has been like a recurring theme in therapy for me has just been what you just said, like speaking up. And, and asking for support. And even before asking for support, just like being open and transparent and vulnerable, like, hey, this is where I'm at right now. Um, right. I'm not even sure what that all means sometimes, but like, this is what I can do and what I can't do. Um, can you step in? If you can, please do. Um, if you can't, just please understand me. So I, I think it's yeah. so important for us to just talk about, um, yeah where we're at and be honest about it. Um, I kind of have, I'm curious about when you were in like the Baltimore area, how many houses were you visiting per holiday? <laughs> Three. Oh my goodness. Three. Because so um, my husband's family, so his parents are separated, but they live 10 minutes away from each other. And then my mom, uh, who who was taking care of my grandmother and living with her, they lived 10 minutes away. Like it was like a triangle. Gotcha. And, so, and then we were kind of just like in between somewhere. So we really didn't have an excuse in terms of like, oh, you're too far. It's like, no, it's literally a 10 minute drive <laughs> from our house to each individual house. And so, yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> like the introvert in me is screaming, like my skin's crawling, exactly. like the idea of yep. 
having to like do so much socializing in one day is just I'm tired like especially as like as the the daughter-in-law to to two out of the three houses it was definitely stressful especially in the beginning of our relationship it definitely got easier as time went on but like you know you still feel little pressures of like you know am I meeting my in-laws expectations Mm -hmm. like am I you know coming off a certain way to them and eventually I got to a place where I was like you know what I'm done trying to prove myself. It's like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you either love me or you don't, mm-hmm. but that you still kind of feel that insecurity a little mm-hmm. bit. And, and I think for me, I know exactly what you're talking about. I remember in the beginning of my relationship with my husband, um, I felt the same pressure, but it was self-imposed. I put this pressure on myself because mm-hmm. nobody expected not a damn thing from me. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> We want you here. We want to like get to know you. We want to like you know celebrate the holidays with you, um, but that's it. Like all the extra stuff that I felt like I had to show up a certain way. And if yeah. I'm really being honest, like perform in a way. Yeah, like, definitely wasn't nobody asking for any um, of that, like <laughs> at all. Um, that reminds me. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to say that reminds me of like a, a common theme that like my therapist has to remind me of is of like being cautious of creating my own narratives for people. So like a lot of times in relationships, friendships, family, like we, even with coworkers, we tend to tell ourselves what we think people are going to say or how they're going to react or what, what we think they think about us. And a lot of times it's all in our heads. Like a lot of times it's based on previous experiences or things that we've seen outside of that environment. And we do ourselves and that other person a disservice by already filling in the gaps on our own and not allowing those people to tell us exactly how they feel. So I definitely want to encourage people to give it a shot and give people the benefit of the doubt by expressing to them how you feel first and then seeing how they react versus just assuming, you know, before yeah be well sis is very much an advocate for therapy and i believe that you don't have to be in crisis in order to seek help and get support life is complicated we all wear many hats and sometimes it can be overwhelming starting therapy years ago has been pivotal in helping me be a better mother daughter and partner it's truly been a game changer in how i view myself and the world around me so be well sis is proud to be sponsored by better help BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy platform whose mission is to make professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient, so anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anywhere and anytime. Talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. Just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in as little as 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions, plus you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash BeWellSys. That's BetterHelp.com slash BeWellSys. Yep, the way I have created these big elaborate scenarios that never Mm -hmm. came to pass like (laughs) for what like my imagination is sometimes and I think it's not just me is bigger than the actual situation like I make things like I magnify them and make them so much bigger than they really are and it's like why (laughs) why put myself through that yeah preaching to the choir (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, how many years have you and your um, husband been together? Uh, five this year. Okay. So. Well, five five years married this year, but uh, going on ten years together. Okay. So, do you have any tips for those who are either newly in a relationship or newly married, um, and navigating the holidays in that space? Yes, I would definitely say come. You guys have to be a unit going into these situations you have to be on the same page same team and you want to go into each scenario with a game plan of what like what is the expectation and like how are you going to act accordingly so like for example um i know at one point my husband and i were both getting really frustrated at the when you guys gonna have kids Mm. conversation that would always come up or before that when you guys gonna get married like very uncomfortable questions that family tends to feel entitled to ask you you know and pressure you on and we both kind of had a conversation where we're like you know what especially especially when it comes to dealing with each other's families right so understanding that like if a, an appropriate question comes from my family i will be the one that stops it and says hey you know we're not going to talk about this and come up with your own way of, of saying it respectively respectfully um and then if it was coming from his family him being the one to step in and say hey guys you know let's not talk about this or let's change the subject type of thing so um you definitely want to be on one accord and just have like your game plan your way of handling certain scenarios that you can expect you know from your from your people um and just you know being a team like go into it as a team know that you guys are the ones who are in the relationship together not anyone else yeah. <laughs> no one else is living with yeah. you um, so it really comes down to like what you guys want and what do you expect from you know yourselves and your family yeah and i'm so happy you said that because when i watch like reality tv and stuff and i see um let's say the mother-in-law and the daughter-in-law like bumping heads I hate to see it because I feel like when there are certain conversations, it should not be between the in-laws. You know, like right. you said, if it's my mother, I should deal with my mother and you deal with yep. your people um, regarding our relationship. It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Like you're that, the, the whoever is related to the person should be the person dealing with that person because my thought process is, if me and my mom get into an argument, I'm still going to be her daughter. And that love exactly. is unconditional and she'll like get over it, right? And yeah. vice versa. <laughs> but like yeah. if something is said or misinterpreted from my husband's side, like between my husband and my mother, like things are not so easily forgotten mm-hmm. or, you know what I mean? It's hard to, to rebound from certain situations. Right. So it's so important if you are in a new relationship or whatever that you deal with your respective sides. It's not for the other yeah. person to to deal with that side. Um, super, super important. And I love that tip. I think that's like, just in general, like we all divide and conquer <laughs> when it comes to conflict. Right, exactly. Yeah. And it's hard, especially when you're younger, because we, we got together when we were 23. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being really young and, and still kind of developing our own Uh, personalities or I guess just our own stances when it comes to dealing with our parents you know it takes a long time for a child to kind of reach that point where you can stand up you know feel like you can stand up to your parents and 
you know, go against what they're saying. So it definitely is not, it was not easy, um, but it was something we constantly kind of had to work on and tweak and develop and kind of get to a point where we were stronger and strong enough together to kind of go about things in a way that made us feel comfortable at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, so, so good. Um, so I have this article, which I'll link down below, and it's called Eight Ways to Navigate Family Relationships During the Holidays. Um, one of the things that I think kind of spoke to what you were just saying, it says that understand that they're human just like you. And so I think that goes back to give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, I feel like I'm super compassionate and I need to remember that I'm not the only compassionate person in the world. So right. the people right. are going to show me the same compassion that I've showed them, right? Um, and then the second part that they mentioned, second point is to look to your confidant. So I love that. And sometimes it's not your significant other who is your confidant. It could be a sibling. It could be your favorite mm-hmm. cousin. It could be a parent. Um, so when you have those uncomfortable conversations where, you know, somebody or that auntie or that uncle asks that question <laughs> that you're not ready to, to answer, especially in front of people, look to that person to like help you navigate that situation like either change a subject or whatever right yeah, yeah. super someone you can turn to and just like give the code signal yep, give like, the love blink twice like not today <laughs> yeah. you know what i love about yeah. this time of year i love seeing all those comebacks memes on, oh, um, on twitter yes. and stuff yeah um for that be dying. Yes. <laughs> yes. so i always love looking at those if if you guys don't know what we're talking about so every year around this time of year there's um on social media like twitter and on instagram people will have like pretty much comebacks like locked and loaded for when that auntie yeah. or that uncle or even grandma whoever has like a, a sly comment <laughs> look and get it. right exactly and i'm just like you know for somebody <laughs> like me who doesn't have like comebacks i'm just like oh these are yeah. like tuck yeah. away <laughs> they're ruthless sometimes right right <laughs> um and then what else did i like from this the other one was um that the grass is greener when you tend to it. And Mm -hmm. I appreciate that. It says that there are some people who have great relationships with their families. You do not have any idea what their struggles have been or the personal work that they've done to get to where they are. So please don't compare their social media accounts to your life. You're not being fair to yourself. Resist the urge to compare your real life struggles to the scripted, edited, filtered, and seemingly perfect world on the screen. So I will say this, if you need to take a social media break, especially during this time of year, give yourself permission. It is okay to like go offline for a bit. If all of the seemingly uh, picture perfect families and scenarios are all you see on your timeline, it's okay. Take a break and, and just take a break. It's completely fine. Definitely. Yeah. Even even if it's not just because the imagery of like these p- picture perfect families, but even just like to to uh, take yourself away from social media in general, like there's tons of issues like sensory overload that can really put a lot on your your mental health and like just like the way you're you're thinking and it, it could cause you to not be present in the moment. So even if you are trying to enjoy time with your family, you could be distracted, you know, by everything else that's happening around the world versus where you are. Yeah. Ooh, that's a really good point. Few things annoy me than when I see like a whole group together who is down at looking at their phone. Like mm-hmm. every once in a while, I think it's completely normal to every once in a while, like look at your phone, yeah. you know, but like if I hate to see 
like a group of people who should be engaged with each other, especially if you don't live near each other and you don't see each other often for you to get together and you're all together separately, essentially on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's a really good point. And as well as um, I know I let the things of the world get to me. So this mm-hmm. time of year, like, listen, there's a whole type of, there's a whole heap of shit happening all the time, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, Sadly, yeah. Just compartmentalize, shut it out, and just <laughs> enjoy where you are with your people. And whether your people yeah. are your blood related or if it's your chosen family, like, just enjoy where you are. That's right. Good. Amen. <laughs> All right. So that concludes part two of the holiday um, bonus episodes featuring Brittany of Revel Wellness. Um, so tune in next week for part three, where we will be discussing cuffing season, staying with somebody mm-hmm. just because it's the holidays slash managing loneliness during the holidays. So we will see you then. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, be well, sis. You know what I used to struggle with? Eating a diet that's nutrient-dense enough for me to get all of my dietary needs met through what I eat alone. I am no longer a passenger on that struggle bus because one tasty scoop of athletic greens contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multimineral, probiotic, green superfood blend, and more that all work together to fill the nutritional gaps in my diet, increase my energy and focus, aid with digestion, and supports a healthy immune system, all without the need to take multiple products or pills, because baby, I can't do it. And it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it just fits. And right now, Athletic Greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these times, and they're offering my audience a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link today. So you'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again. <laughs> to redeem your offer, simply visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis. Again, to redeem your offer of one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs, visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsis.